Welcome to season four of Outstanding Women Leaders, Witty and Wise Conversations. I'm your host, Katie L. Leeds, founder and chief owl at Outstanding Women Leaders Professional Coaching and Podcast, an organization dedicated to empowering women in leadership, relationships, and life. Owl is on a mission to host 100 million witty and wise conversations that inspire you, disrupt the way you think, and stir your soul into action. That inspiration today begins with a set of rules to guide our conversation. Number one, nobody gets to be wrong. Number two, nobody gets to be right. Number three, everybody gets to be vulnerable. Number four is my favorite. Everything is included. We do not edit here. This conversation is exactly what it needs to be in this moment in time. We've asked our guests to join us via video to allow us to create authentic connection. Eyes are the window to the soul. You will be seen here. You will be heard. There's space for you. When this conversation comes to a close, I will ask our guests three questions. If you've tuned in before, you know what they are. If you haven't, you don't want to miss them, but enough about me. Today, I'm excited to welcome Outstanding Women Leader, Robin Wynn. Uh, she is the founder of Human Design Certification Training for Professionals. Her books include Understanding Your Clients Through Human Design, The Breakthrough Technology, and Understanding the Centers in Human Design, The Facilitator's Guide to Transforming Pain into Possibility, and Understanding the Profiles in Human Design, The Facilitator's Guide to Unleashing Potential. She lives in on Maui with her wife, Yara, and has recently co-authored a book using uh, human design and essential oils, which as you can see my tabs here, this is one of my new Bibles right now. Um, and essential oils for me were always something that people sold as an MLM. Um, and I've had one experience since getting the book. I'm completely sold. Um, so welcome, Robin. <laughs> thank you, Katie. And thank you for your incredible work and your passion and your intention. It's really uh, touches me. Thank you. I love to start um, at the very beginning, <laughs> the very best place to start, um, sharing a little bit about your life and how you landed in the work um, and yeah, just sharing what it's like to be you. Wow. We could, we could take a whole day on that one. So <laughs> yeah, I, I was born the first girl after five boys and to a military family on a military base. Um, and then my little sister came along almost five years later. It was not um, an easy time for me. Uh, I just... I didn't know who I was or how to be in the world. I didn't feel like I belonged in the world for sure. I didn't feel like the world was my place. I didn't look around and see like-minded people. I had a, an inner wisdom and an inner knowing that I didn't know how to share or how to speak to. And yeah, I struggled. I, I have the gate of struggle in human design. I have the gate of struggle in, as my spiritual path. And I struggled and I didn't understand why I was the one struggling because I looked around and people didn't seem to have the same challenge about not knowing who they were or, you know, how to be heard or, uh, yeah, they just didn't seem to have the same struggles I had. So it was a, quite a confusing time. And I'll just talk human design here for a minute because that's the umbrella I think we're speaking to. Uh, I'm a 6'2 on 6'2 profile in human design. So those first 30 years, I act like a three and I was experimenting trial and error. And I was 
messing up in every way you could possibly mess up. I was messing up, maybe not every possible way, but I was definitely creating messes. Um, and I was experimenting. Uh, we talked about this earlier, Katie, like I was experimenting being uh, with women at a time in the seventies where that was not, that was not cool. In fact, my mom thought people who were gay belonged in mental hospitals. So it was kind of an intense, a lot of hiding, a lot of shame, a lot of um, missing in the world, not finding the landing that I had hoped when I incarnated, I guess, <laughs> or thought would be here when I incarnated. Mm. So you're here thinking that, you know, you're struggling in everything. You don't know who you are. There's no purpose, meaning uh, you have an open G center, I believe you said. So you're looking around, who will love me? Where will I go to find that? Um, and then you turn 30 and get your wisdom. Did you have the aha moment at 30? Well, it was 29, actually, my Saturn return. Um I had a moment where I realized that my life was a blessing and that it was sheer grace to be alive and that whatever happened was going to be okay. So it was a real turning point for me. Wow. And is that turning point where you develop your sense of purpose? What happens next for you? That's a really good question. You know, I still had the gate of struggle in my spiritual path. <laughs> so there was still a lot of struggle. It wasn't like any struggles were over. I think it was really um, when I met Byron Katie we, in my uh, late 30s um, that I realized that purpose wasn't external to me, that purpose was who I am, being who I am. Mm. Oh, your G center got filled right up there. <laughs> Do we it, it, know Byron Katie's human design? It, it did. No, I don't know her human design, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because when I coach around and we're getting a little ahead because this is the work you do with coaches is uh, when I see some with an open G center, I let them know that you can try on different purposes and different identities. And this is where you play. This is where you know if someone is aligned in, in their own purpose and identity. This is where you know if they're healthy. Um, and yeah, so I was trying a lot of different things, but it was the nothing that was the ground, yeah. right? no no thing mm. so I can write the books I can be an author but still it never that never will fill that hole of being somebody it will never work and to fast forward just a bit to this okay I just think it comes up for me here you know, you, you have essential oil pairings for these centers. 
what's it like for your G center to experience oil healing? Yeah. So let me back up a little mm -hmm. bit and say, I've done a lot of spiritual practices in my life and I've done a lot of meditation and I've done a lot of expansion into dropping the self and landing in Mahamudra or space or beingness mm -hmm. essential, the essential self. So the open G for me is, is connect deep connection with the essential self not with any egoic programming or identity. Um, so yeah, to smell that, that, that G center oil is to, it's like a, a flower bursting. Um, it's, it's the opening into the space. You know, I always, you probably read this in my book, but I always use the quote, from Emily Dickinson, I'm nobody. Who are you? Oh, you're nobody too. Great. <laughs> you know, let's let's go have some fun together. Basically, that's a re that's a rewrite, but that's the spirit of it. You know, aren't we lucky that we're nobody? The spiritual path is about trying to become nobody, and we start off that way. <laughs> I love that. So I I you know everything I I always do boils down to having more fun. Um, this is my gets to be my gift of inspiration for people. Um, when we're not in psychosis, everything is inspiring and fun. So aren't we lucky that we don't get to be someone? <laughs> we're born this way. Everyone else is trying to undo. It's mm, a great way to, to make it more fun for people. Mm -hmm. So Byron Katie is a shifting point for you. Um, yeah. And then comes along another shifting point. And this is What's just fun about humanity is that we continue to shift and evolve so we don't get bored. Uh, you you pick up human design and you're drawn to that. Yeah. I was in a, I, let's see, six, I don't know how long we've been together, 20, 25 years I've been with my wife mm -hmm. and I got a human design session in 2006 and suddenly... I, I see her differently and she sees me differently. I thought she was lazy. She's a projector. <laughs> she thought I was a workaholic, you know, and it helped us to accept and support each other in our natural um, way of being. So that was a huge shift for me. And then that was 2006, 2013, as I said, when Karen Curry Parker's book came out and I, I had access to the information it downloaded in me. I started using it with my psychotherapy clients. And that was another big turn in how I saw people and understood people and related to them. It was uh, deeply empowering for me as a therapist and for my clients to see who they were and not be caught in the victim story because a lot of psychotherapy revolves around identifying as a victim it does. can yeah yeah it um bringing the power back to you is what I talk to my clients about and really yeah. what I hear for you when you with your clients is you're able to give them their powers back yeah yeah I mean that I I see that I actually wrote about that in my newsletter today like I see that as a core one of the core transmissions of human design is that it's about coming back to your own inner authority as long as our focus is external, we're at the effect of the external world. We're trying to manipulate, control, change the external world. When we bring our authority back, 
then the world can be what it is and we're in relationship to it then we can we we have power with ourselves we we can keep trying to change out there but it's we can never change it enough to match exactly how we want it to be and so then you get from human design to essential oils <laughs> right mm -hmm. so uh, during the pandemic right before the pandemic my sister who kept trying to get me to connect with Greg Toes, um, essential oil fellow. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I have enough things. I don't need any more things. And she gifted me with a healing session with for my birthday, which was amazing. And so I got on a call, got a, took a day long relationship class with him and the oils. And I was so surprised at the, the unconscious baggage that fell away in that day long, simply by smelling oils. I didn't even know I was carrying this backpack and it just like smelling the oils, the backpack comes off like, oh my gosh. So then throughout the pandemic, every weekend I did essential oils with him. Angels and stress relief and the chakras and you know, all different kinds of things. He's got this, he's got this map that's unbelievable from physical to spiritual to emotional to mental working with your mind. And as I did it, I I kept going to that open. It was like meditation. It was meditation. And the reason I could write four books in the last four years had a lot to do with going to that still point from the oils like letting everything fall away and dropping into that openness. So, so yeah, when I wrote, when I was writing the profile book, I had asked him to make me an oil. I might have it here. Yeah. I asked him to make me an oil It's called the, the North star oil. Um, I was having a birthday party and I was having a, someone come and read the stars um, for my birthday party out by the beach. And I gave everybody a little vial of North Star, Star oil because I really, I really love that people would follow their their internal guidance, their internal North Star, and uh, and and I, people love the oil. I love the oil, and I started feeling like, wow, could he do this? Could we work with this to align with our uh, human design. So I started teaching him human design. We started talking human design. And he's like, oh yeah, I can do that. And I watched him. He's a very energetic being. I watched him shift as he heard the information and get clear on what oils for what. So then he made um, all the oils for the profiles. So to help align with your profile, the lines and the profile. And that was like, we did that for a year. That was incredible. So then we started talking about the rest of the chart and he just made oils for, I have, you would not believe. I, I had them up here, but I took them down. I don't know, over 150 oils um, of the gates and the channels and the um, centers and the circuitry and the authority and the types. So yeah, they're, they're um, and now I use them in my training. I. I give them to each, to every person who comes through the training and we use them as part of the meditation on the different thing we're studying. And people are saying they're getting the, they're getting human design in a way they never got it before because of the oils. Mm. 
Yeah, I can see that because I had a sound bath experience where we picked an oil and because I knew of eucalyptus going in for, I picked that. What I didn't know until after was that that actually is for uh, open solar plexus as well, which completely makes sense why my experience, uh, I did see the white light, um, but it also made experience. I felt the bottom of my diaphragm. I practice belly breathing. I'm aware that we practice 20,000 breaths a day. I want to make as many of them as possible belly breaths. Um, but there was a name of a woman who came up for me and it was almost like I was, a it was a, like a euphoric laughing of someone that I didn't realize was still here. <laughs> And it was so nice to say goodbye. And then I, I read about being the, uh, the connections and severing these. Um, and then, um, so just, to, I'll be slightly personal here, but I have had regular bowel movements. Um, that has been something I haven't had since, um, 2019. Um, and realize, and I, when I was reading about human design, understanding like you sometimes were struggling to process and get out emotions. So this is something that can hang out. Wow. That was one session, uh, one essential oil that, <laughs> um, and so of course I immediately was like, I need to see if this woman will come on and share her knowledge with my audience. <laughs> you know, I, I love that. That is so powerful. I, I have a friend who, you know, is quite out in the world in a big way, successful. And she wakes up in the night. She was waking up in the night with night terrors. And, you know, looked at her chart, open spleen, told her to smell the spleen oil. She smelled it and slept through the night. It's, it's interesting how simple shifts can be and how big an impact they can have. They are. And, uh, and simple shifts, like actions speak louder than words for people. And, yeah. uh, it's for me, the only thing that ever holds me back from charts is I, is someone going to think I'm crazy? Cause I want to know what time they were born. Um, and it's really a nice reframe of, I am crazy to not offer this to you. <laughs> it's yeah. a difference. Um, I also have a defined head Anja. So, um, it has been a huge difference for me just knowing. So the ADHD label that uh, you, I got in my late thirties was lovely um, because yes, I, I recognize all, I put zeros and ones for all my math scores in first grade because I wanted to read my book. Uh, <laughs> we just didn't diagnose that in the eighties, but then understanding, no, I just think differently <laughs> that 70% of the population was really helpful. Wow. So powerful. A little bit of information can bring so much light and so much salve, so much healing to our lives. Yeah. So talk a little bit for us on how you're using this work now to support other people that are healers, because that's really uh, the mutative force that establishes new order. I love, love what you're doing here. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, first of all, human design is for everyone. Let's just be clear. It's for everyone. It's for parents, it's for coach, it's for everyone. Um, and it is a powerful, I, I keep saying this, it's a powerful medicine. It's a very powerful medicine. That said, the way I think of and use human design is that we are offering a transmission that has the intention of shifting someone the trajectory of someone's life 
That's the intent. It is not simply another system to slap on top of ourselves and try then and be like, oh, I don't like that. I like that. It's not about identity, ego. It's not about your ego. So, hmm. So the people who come into my training, I'll just start there, are people from a wide variety of walks of life. Um, one woman is a death doula and she's using human design to work with people in their death times. Um, people, you know, family, people who've died and look and haven't resolved their family issues with deaths. She'll look at the death time and work with them, for example. Um, I have a, a, a graduate who works with moms who are go going into the business world and want to be in, keep intact with their kids and balance their, their work and their family life. So she's bringing human design to the parents. And as you said earlier, the kids of the parents, right? That brings a whole nother dimensionality into this, how to succeed at work and how to succeed at home. So I'm not sure if I'm quite answering your question, but it's powerful for anyone if you're using it with the right intention. I guess I just want to have that medical label on there, that label, like, um, because you can go around and start telling people what they are, but if they don't understand it, they can use it against themselves mm. or they can use it to, oh, well, this is who I am. You know, I've had projectors say, well, I'm a projector, so I can't, I can't do anything. You know, they can, that victim program can grab hold of anything so again i'm not sure i'm being very articulate here but from my humble perspective human design is good for everyone um, who is available to hear to be in truth with themselves mm. yes i i love the it, it, transmission to alter the trajectory of someone's life I think anytime we bring a tool into someone's life, we do have that. Um, but human design is not so much a tool, but it's your roadmap for trusting yourself. Oh, exactly. And, exactly. Um, as an executive coach, for me, the most important thing when I was a teacher as well, the most important thing for me was that I, you know, Tony Robbins had his, I'm not your guru, but like he kind of wanted him, us to have him as his guru. Um, you know, the best compliment I got last week from a client was to say, I'm not doing this because I want you to be proud of me. I'm doing this because I am so proud of me and I'm you know, learning to trust myself in unprecedented ways. Um, learning to, for me, it was permission. Um, and so a lot of how I use the tool for my clients is just sharing a little bit of how it, I've used the tool for me so that they can learn through storytelling, my favorite way for people to learn. Um, what are some, you know, you do a human design certification training for professionals. You've written a book where you even talk about if you're going to use this, you could just share maybe a, a couple of highlights of you're picking up this work and you're a coach, a do, a don't, something along those lines for people. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of weave in a little bit response to what you said. The last thing you just said as well with that 
we're shining the light on with human design. We're shining the light on what is the possibility of this person? What, you know, I call it the IntelliKey. What is your IntelliKey, your, your innate possibility? And a lot of times people think of themselves in that story of like the, um, the eagle that was uh, living with roosters and chickens and didn't know it was an eagle until an eagle came down and showed it, you know, like, yo, you're an eagle. You know, we're eagles. We're actually eagles. We're magnificent beings bigger than we can imagine. And we have this self-concept most of the time of way less than that, a limited self-concept. So part of what human design is doing is saying, look, look at who you are. Look at your magnificence. And at the same time, oh, look at, here are your challenges. No wonder you're struggling with that. That That is natural to your design. That is not wrong. That is part of your rubrics cube. That's part of what you're grappling with in this lifetime, not wrong, right? So that's what we're bringing to human design. And then we're asking our clients, we're inviting our clients to align with, to see where they're out of alignment, where they're in alignment, not as a shame blame, but as a just, oh, if this plant is in this soil, it's not going to thrive. Let's move it to this soil. So we're looking to see, oh, if I'm having these behaviors or my client is having these behaviors, they're not in soil that's thriving soil. How do we get them to align? How do we get the right soil, the right sun, the right conditions? Mm -hmm. The essential oils are a, an easy way to bypass the brain, to bypass the, the mental left brain conditioning. We've all been taught to go to our heads to figure things out, oh gosh, yes, right? Funny. So the oil goes just beyond that. That's what I said, you know, this whole backpack dropped off that I didn't even know was there. We go beyond it and have a different experience. I was actually just at a CEU for ketamine uh, as a psychologist and it was on ketamine and it was like oh well that's what happens in the brain when you do the ketamine you go beyond the loops the 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 um the the autopilot of your mind and that's what the oils are doing they're plant medicine they're taking you past your autopilot mind and opening up a new way to see and experience yourself and that reorganizes, like you said, with your bowel movements, it reorganizes everything. So do's and don'ts. Um, do find out your client's human design. <laughs> Definitely find out your client's human design. Don't put it on top of them. Use it as a tool of conversation and um, experimentation and exploration. Uh have them look at look at the book, what's aligned and unaligned for them. Have them see for themselves and claim it themselves and understand themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This like is never a tool to use as a top-down in a top-down way. Or I've got I've got the information. No, I don't know who you are. Let's find out. This is what human design says. Does that fit for you? Does that resonate for you? amazing uh wealth of knowledge uh if you've listened to the bonus episode you know that you have an opportunity to get a free copy of the book she'll send you for the ebook she'll send you a link 
um, the book is available that just came out on Amazon. I'm also interested, you know, as I read in the bio today, you've written four total books. Um, and it's funny, you loved Karen Curry Parker. Um, I, she's, I picked up, I'm a one line. I picked up raw to start and then, um, found Richard after that. And for, I think Karen and her workbooks first just did not speak to me. And so what I love about human design is that when you find a new person that speaks to you, it opens up new ways of seeing human design. So the way, that well, yeah, I, I wrote the books I wrote because, you know, there wasn't anything out there that matched the depth of experience I had with, you know, could understand and look at that lens. So yeah, each person is transmitting a different aspect of human design in all those different books. So find, find what speaks and calls to you. Yes. And I recommend her to people, even though she didn't speak to me. Um, and what speaks to my fit five one line is the essential oil is just such an easy way, as you mentioned, to bypass the brain. I teach, I do teach my clients about SCARF, their limbic system and the five areas. So knowledge is power. And then I also teach them that they have a brain in their heart <laughs> and they have a brain in their gut. Uh, and what spoke to me about this is I could do less speaking, more smelling. Maybe that will be my new motto. Um, so with that, <laughs> what is your superpower? <laughs> my superpower is seeing, seeing people, seeing, seeing them beyond what they see of themselves. And is that I've had a couple of experiences where when people have died, I've really seen how big they are and it's been very humbling. So I bring that, that kind of ginormous seeing with people. Is that written in your gene keys anywhere? I don't know. I haven't really, I haven't taken the deep dive in gene keys. I've done the, the, the surface swim with them. Mm, well, then maybe you'll want to swim and maybe we can swim in each other's pools then and <laughs> doing a, a swimming class for people there. Um, my, mine is hearing people's hearts. That's my gift there. Mm -hmm. I can feel that with you. Uh, what's your purpose? My purpose is to be who I am and let that, uh, that inner authority be a a role model for others to be who they are. And what's next for you? What is next for me? You know, I have about 10 books that are like babies waiting to come through. Uh, uh, but right now what's next is really launching the human design and essential oils and introducing that to both of those communities um, and bringing them together in a way that I hope will, yeah, be a cross-pollination for those two communities. That is so powerful. And I'm looking forward to being a part of your what's next and learning more about those communities. I gotta get a strong foundation before I can go out and universalize anything. Um, <laughs> I always give my guests the last word. Um, and thank you so much. I love I, my new tagline is going to be less speaking, more smelling, I think, um, as I, <laughs> I am currently writing my book on my, uh, my teeny book on my own superpowers. Um, so thank you for all that you've given us today in the community. The last word is yours. Hmm. 
We have words swirling around this open space. So the last words really feel about that landing in grounding in space, in spaciousness and beingness. And uh, I really feel your heart. I feel your warmth and your enthusiasm, your clarity, your wisdom. And I'm really touched and moved by you and what you're doing. So thank you.